Hi, I'm Barry Cinnamon, host of The Energy Show. On this show, we're talking about the first steps towards your home electrification project, what I call the low-hanging fruit measures. These are the easy and cheap things you can do, most of which are do-it-yourself or you don't need any special contractors. Many people start their electrification projects with an energy audit of your home. Conceptually, it's a good idea, but candidly, the standard recommendations I see in energy audits are almost always wrong or out of order. I started doing energy audits back in 1978. I actually wrote one of the very first energy audit programs on these things called punch cards in a language called Fortran. Suffice it to say that technology has advanced a lot when it comes to these energy audits, but still, most of these energy audits that I review don't take things into account like your local utility rates, local incentives, and the most cost-effective measures for your climate. Beware of utility energy audits because they almost always ignore ways to cut back on their own revenues, such as installing solar and battery systems. It's one of the things that surprised me. I got several energy audits here in Silicon Valley, and none of them recommended putting in solar, but that was by far and away the most cost-effective thing after the DIY measures that we're gonna talk about now. So I suggest you start with the easy do-it-yourself measures. You don't need an energy order for these measures. They're kind of intuitive. So things like replacing all of your incandescent and compact fluorescent light bulbs with LEDs. Many of you have probably done that because you really can't even buy incandescent bulbs anymore. You want to eliminate what we call vampire loads. These are plug loads like your entertainment system, like plasma TVs, all kinds of things that are kind of plugged in around your house that are running 24 seven. Each of them doesn't use a lot of energy, but in aggregate, it could represent 30 or 40% of your total energy bill. You wanna do things like installing a remote control power strip for groups of devices. So for example, have your whole entertainment system, including your TV, your stereo, anything else, on one button, you can push that button, the whole system goes on, push, and push that button again, the whole system goes off. You're remotely controlling four or five different things at once. Consider replacing that 25-year-old fridging your garage that you use just to keep your beer cold with a new refrigerator. I should take my own advice. I still haven't done that. Obviously, also, you want to have a setback thermostat. I suggest the Wi-Fi thermostat so that you can very easily change schedules when you're traveling. It's quite a bit easier than going back into these older uh, battery powered things. Now, let's talk about air infiltration and drafts. You'll know if there are drafts around your doors and windows because you'll feel the drafts. So you want to seal the air leaks around your doors and windows. It's easy to install weather stripping around the inside of windows and doors, and it's pretty easy to install caulking around the windows and doors from the outside around the frame. Old, leaky, poorly insulated ductwork is tough to evaluate. Sometimes it's in inaccessible areas. So you can have a contractor do a blower test where they close your house up, they put a blower on one of the doors, they blow air in and see how fast the air leaks out. Could be a little bit expensive and it'll tell you if you have leaks, then you gotta find those leaks. But I actually recommend getting quotes from HVAC contractors first. See what they recommend. Because as part of their quotes, they will advise you on your ductwork you may want to replace the ductwork, 50-year-old ductwork, with new super-insulated tubular ductwork, and you do that as part of the HVAC upgrade, 
or a lot of the new HVAC systems are literally ductless. So why bother doing tests on your ducts and replacing the ductwork if you're going to put in a system that doesn't need ducts? Other easy to do things are replacing your gas dryer with an electric dryer. Maybe you want to wait until that gas dryer dies, although they pretty much last a long time. But electric dryers, much better for the environment and much cheaper if you're doing your clothes at off-peak times. And that's one of the things that we're very careful to do in my house. Here in California, it costs 56 cents a kilowatt hour to run our dryer at peak times, like in the evening, but only 26 cents at off-peak times. That's if you buy power from the utility. We've got solar, so it's costing us less than a dime a kilowatt hour. So what I do is we have a sign on the side of our dryer that reminds me, reminds my wife not to dry clothes between 3 p.m. and midnight. Easy to do, but you can look at it and say, oh, I'll probably wait for a few hours or turn the dryer on in the morning. Other things to do, replace your old single speed pool pump with a new variable speed pool pump. Your pool contractor can do that. It's very, very standard. These new pool pumps are twice as efficient and much quieter than the older single speed pumps. And if you have variable speed quiet pump, you can run that pump at night, in the middle of the night, at off-peak times, it's so quiet you're not even going to hear it. Another thing you may want to consider is adding insulation to your attic and accessible spaces. What I did is I vacuumed out my old 50-year insulation and installed brand new insulation. And there was a noticeable difference in the, the warmth of the house during the winter. Things to evaluate carefully are items like insulating walls and replacing old windows. These are very expensive measures to do. They will reduce your energy costs a little bit. Uh, they will also improve comfort a little bit, but they're not gonna save a ton of money compared to some of the higher priority items. So my suggestion, and we did the research on this, is you wanna prioritize insulating your walls and windows if you live in an old house that doesn't have insulation in a cold climate. That's where you're gonna lose the most heat, and that's where you really need double glazed windows and good wall insulation. Now we did a white paper about 10 years ago on this topic called reducing home energy costs. And what we found was that adding wall insulation and replacing old windows only made good economic sense in cold climates where you had old homes. In other areas, it was generally better to focus on more efficient HVAC systems and focus on solar and storage because you can generate the power for cheaper than, it, literally for cheaper than it is to save it. Now, the good news is that these do-it-yourself measures can be implemented very quickly and for relatively low costs. Paybacks on most of these measures is typically one to two years. So my advice is to move ahead immediately with these low-hanging fruit energy-saving measures, most of which are do-it-yourself, while you get started with the measures that will make the biggest impact on your energy bills. Things like solar, storage, heat pumps and EV chargers. Thanks for watching this Energy Show episode on these do-it-yourself home electrification measures.